This is section 50 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Remarks on Copyright Before the Committee on Patents, United States Senate, Washington, D.C., January 28th through 29th, 1886. Read by John Greenman. January 28th. Robert U. Johnson, Secretary of the Authors' Copyright League, called upon Mark Twain for a statement. Oh, Mr. Chairman, they call upon me, but it really seems to me that this matter has arrived at that point which I thought I foresaw yesterday when I said to these gentlemen, You are bringing me to Washington without previous instructions. You have not educated me to my part and I shall not know how to play it. I shall be apt, when the time comes, to play it after the simple, honest fashion, which was the method of my forefathers, and it may damage this bill, and that I do not want to do. <clears throat> I seem to come here in the interest of the Copyright League, and the Copyright League's interest, as you have heard, is centered upon the first bill mentioned here, called the Hawley Bill, and I do not wish to make any speech at all, or any remarks, lest I wander from the just path marked out for me by these gentlemen. No doubt it is a just path, but if I am here as a special pleader, I am a special pleader with a weak spot in this cause, and I will not commit myself or this committee further by any remarks. If any gentleman desires to ask me questions, then I do not care whom I commit. I shall come as near telling the truth as the moment's inspiration shall enable me. The chairman asked Mark Twain for his opinions on international copyright, regardless of the League. I comprehend your position, and you will comprehend mine also. I am in the position of one who would violate a hospitality, rather, if I should speak my mind. I did speak my mind yesterday to the most intelligent member of this committee of the League, besides myself, and it fired him, it grieved him, and I almost promised that I would not divulge what my right feeling was, but I did not promise that I would not take the contrary course. January 29th. George Walton Green, secretary of the executive committee of the Publishers' Copyright League, said, Now, I am going to ask Mr. Clemens to reconsider his decision, if he made a decision, and to speak right out like a little man. Well, then, I consider, Mr. Chairman, and gentlemen of the committee, that absolves me from all obligation to be dishonest or furtive or clandestine 
or whatsoever term you may choose to apply to the attitude i have held here before rather an attitude of silence in order that i should not commit or in any way jeopard the interests of this bill which the secretary has spoken of the hawley bill as i have understood them in the railway train or as well as i could understand them and you yourselves have seen that there is some difficulty in that they have still been clear upon one point and that is that they would take a stand upon the hawley bill in its simplicity and remain there i disagreed with them yesterday because i had come to exactly the conclusion that general hawley placed before you a little while ago that whether it is feasible whether it is possible to pass the hawley bill in its rigid simplicity or not is not to my mind the whole question at all i do consider that those persons who are called pirates and for whom general hawley has said a kind word which seemed to me entirely proper were made pirates by the collusion of the united states government which made them pirates and thieves i do not wish to cast any reflection upon the members of this committee because you gentlemen were not here at the time that was done you probably would never have done it but congress if anybody is to blame for their action it is not dishonesty they have that right and they have been working under that right a long time publishing what is called pirated books they have invested their money in that way and they did it in the confidence that they would be supported and no injustice done them i am afraid that the hawley bill in its original form pure and simple would work a great injustice to men who have vested rights in that direction and therefore the thing i wanted to say and which i did not like to say before occupying the position which i supposed i did was that i should like to see the printing clause in that bill i should like to see a copyright bill passed here which shall do no harm to anybody concerned in this matter and a great many more people are concerned in it than merely the authors in fact i suppose if the truth is confessed the authors are rather less concerned pecuniarily in any copyright measure than many other people publishers printers binders and so on the authors have one part in the matter but theirs is the larger part now i have said just what i wanted to say and it is not necessary for me to say anything more i simply consider that there are other rights involved aside from those of the author and they are vested rights too and nobody has a moral right to disturb that relation and so as i say i echo what general hawley said i cannot see any objection 
to the insertion of a clause which shall require that the books of a foreign author when copyrighted here shall be printed on this soil if there is anything further which the committee desires me to speak upon i shall be glad to have it indicated the chairman inquired about the status of an american author in england he gets just as perfect a copyright as it is possible for a government to give no english author is stronger in his copyright than an american author who has copyrighted his book there therefore the american author is in the position to say to london publishers you must pay my price or i simply will not publish then he does not have to publish if he does not get his price he need not publish his book his copyright is good and strong for forty-two years and it is quite easy to get there is no difficulty about that george william curtis asked about the copyright process i have been through so many processes that i hardly know how to explain it but the matter has always been simple with regard to england whatever complication there has been has occurred with canada you merely have to go and remain on british soil under the british flag while your book is publishing in england the chairman asked about foreign profits i can speak in my own case and i believe in one other i have for years received a larger royalty in england than i was receiving in america i do not mean a proportional profit but i mean a larger specific royalty in england than here a similar result would not be shown in the half-yearly statement of account for the reason that the books here are published at a high price and there there is only one high-priced edition and that is limited so that no matter how large the sale might be it is a sale of cheap books and the result is correspondingly small but i usually expect to receive one-third as much money from england as i receive in the united states on a book i expect the royalties to result in that way that however does not apply to any other european country the results from those countries are exceedingly small i might also mention that in the case of general grant's book the royalty paid in england on that book is the largest that ever was paid on a book in any country in any age of the world and that the royalties paid in germany and france are exceedingly large and of course the german and french copyrights on that book result through conventions with england end of remarks on copyright read by john greenman